there. This is the Shimmer Champion, Nicole Savoy, and you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin. I am joined once again by my very handsome and impressive co-host, Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights. Ah, come on, man. You didn't have to say that. All the women will be blushing. (laughs) But thanks for letting me know anyways. (laughs) No problem. No problem, Christian. Uh, With us today, we have a very special guest. We have Shimmer Champion Nicole Savoy. Her nickname is the Queen of Suplexes. She also competed in WWE's 2017 May Young Classic Tournament representing the United States. She is also a former Heart of Shimmer Champion and also competed in AEW's Women's Casino Battle Royale at All Out. She'll be taking on Allison Kay at GCW's Buzzsport 2 on September 14th in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Limited tickets are available and you can order the show on Fight.TV. And uh, Mr. Boyd, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself for people who may not be familiar with you. Just uh, in your own words, tell us who who is Nicole Savoy and tell us about uh, her career in wrestling. Well, um, I've been in professional wrestling for about seven years. Um, I do dabble a little bit in the mixed martial arts. I tend to train in that once or twice a week um, out in Yuba City. Um, I'm a huge gamer. I love the video game. When I'm like not training, I'm actually playing a lot of Elder Scrolls and Minecraft. <laughs> um, uh, I, and I mean that's pretty much it. I mean I don't really do anything else except for you know anything wrestling related and video game related. Mm. Well, actually speaking of wrestling, you just had uh, your first appearance at AEW's uh, All Out show and on August thirty first. And can you just tell us about that competing in their? Uh, Battle Royale uh, that was, uh, uh, that uh, if anybody wants to see it, it was on their pre-show, you can see on YouTube. Yeah, just tell us about what it was like wrestling for AEW. Um, it was a blast. It actually, def- like, as far as my time my time there, I, I had a good time. It ranked up there with, you know, being there for the May Young Classic. I mean, you know, a lot of those girls um, I, I see at Shimmer a lot, and so it was really cool to share that experience, you know, with friends. Um, I mean, <laughs> If anyone saw, I had a stare off with Awesome Kong, so that was a little intimidating. But I mean, otherwise than that, I had a blast. And the crowd at AEW was just like you could feel it. Like as soon as I, I walked out onto the ramp and I was walking down to the ring, you could just feel just that into like that intense vibe that was coming off of the crowd. They were just so into it, and that was really cool to see. Now AEW. Now you basically made your no. Actually, let me go ahead and read. Let me go ahead and redo that. You basically have wrestled in front of your largest crowd to date. 
this past weekend at all out in the Chicagoland area, Chicago, Illinois, basically being the tagline city there. But do you feel that aside from the fact that you had a stare down with Awesome Kong and then got eliminated in that casino battle royale, do you feel that it doesn't matter how big the crowd is, you're just going out there to do what you want to do and that's wrestling? Um, I mean, as far as, I guess it's a, it, the whole feeling of it coming full circle. I mean, honestly, I didn't break out until I uh, got booked for Shimmer. So to be there and wrestle for people who see me at the Shimmer shows, I mean, that was a great feeling. So, I mean, I'd like to think that I had a good representation of who I, who I am, you know, in the ring and stuff, aside from getting bopped on the head. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah. What is it? So, AEW is a new promotion for people that don't know. Um, it it just started. I would say it started this year, and they've had had about. Four. It started back on January first in the late night hours of January first, but it didn't really get established established until January eighth. Yeah. So I just want to know. So what you know, you've wrestled for WWE, you've wrestled for Shimmer, you've wrestled for main promotions, and just uh, what is what can you tell us? What, what was like the big difference between like AEW, uh, WWE, Shimmer, Shine? What is like what 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 made AEW uh much much different uh, in your eyes? Being that it's also a new promotion as well. Uh, I mean, just the the way things are are um done and handled or I mean completely different I mean both companies are very professional like both companies treated me very well and stuff um I mean it, it's just the how for me I would say that the difference is um the crowd um just the fans that went to AEW I mean they are just so they were just so into just everything the whole show like just from start to finish it's like they were just so interactive like they were just on, on board for everything, you know, and like just they were so lively. And I mean, the, the WWE crowd is the same way, you know. But I mean, it's just, you know, they, it's just it was just a different. Um, I wouldn't say fan base, but it was just a different crowd with you know AEW versus you know WWE. I get, I know I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, now also in that uh, battle royale was somebody who you've had a uh, some history with, uh, Mercedes Marti- Martinez, uh-huh. who you defeated the for the uh, Shimmer Championship back in was that two years ago? I that's I have in my notes, November of 2017. Yeah, since that dang, it's been that long. <laughs> that's that's what my notes say. I'm just you know, time is well, time flew by. <laughs> so, so what is it like? I don't know if that is the longest amount of time someone's had the, the Shimmer Championship, but it's got to be at least one of the, the longest. I'm just curious to know, how does it feel ha- knowing that you've held this title for so long from Shimmer? Um, Honestly, it's special to me. I, I definitely can say that from when I first started, when I first started training, I mean, um, sorry to like go into like a backstory, I guess, but... Like, when I um, first started training, like, there was girls at my school that all they wanted to do was, like, go and work for WWE and be on TV. And me, I was like, I'm going to wrestle for Shimmer, and I want to be a champion for their company. Like, that's what I wanted. Like, I wanted to go out on the Indies, and I wanted to wrestle for the Indies, and I wanted to, you know, be a champion for, like, you know, the companies out there and stuff, especially Shimmer. 
So fast forward, you know, to now, and um, I, am I? I think I, yeah, no, I think Mischief is still longest reigning world champion. Oh, I want to say, yeah, and when it comes down to Mischief, still holds the record, I believe. But regardless, it's still special to me because it, you know, it's like this is a company that I've always wanted to work for, and I always like wanted to be a part of, and and you know and wrestle for so there, there's just so much like loyalty and love that i have for shimmer and so like i said it's just that it's special to me mm. oh no definitely I def- mm-hmm. and when it comes down to mischief of course she's basically she was basically an indie wrestling darling before that term even came to fruition wouldn't you agree i'm sorry uh mischief she was basically she was basically the indie wrestling darling before everybody kept using that terminology ad nauseum, right? Well, I mean, there was quite a few others that were indie darlings as well. I I mean, she definitely was one of the, the top women in the world. Right, right, of course. I mean, sorry for my little play on words when it comes down to that. I mean, I don't want her trying to beat the hell out of me for saying that <laughs> <laughs> not really. uh so uh, you said something very interesting that i did not know about uh that you train in mma uh along mm-hmm. with pro wrestling so uh, what came first was it pro wrestling or mma uh that you it started pro wrestling oh. pro wrestling came first um i originally trained at the gilberg's uh, school of pro wrestling which was based out of maryland um before they became maryland championship wrestling um, and then I moved back here to California and I trained at the uh, Sacramento Wrestling Federation. And my trainer at the time um, was Old School Oliver John. Now, Old School Oliver John, um, he is, a, he, he's like, he still is a huge fan of like the old school, like Pancrase and like, you know, the, the old school, like Japanese strong, strong style. And so he always encouraged his students to like go outside of, the rest the pro wrestling box and go and train in other styles to uh, get better at what um, we do as professional wrestlers. Um, so I think when we made a few other students, like we went and we signed up for classes. I mean, I, at the time, I, I think I had tried like so many different styles. I tried karate, I tried Muay Thai, um, but it was really the jujitsu that like caught my attention because I wasn't the greatest at chain wrestling. Like my grappling was so bad. I just, I couldn't get it down for the, the life of me, like just flowing in and out of things and like um, submissions, just, it didn't, it didn't come fast to me. So jujitsu really stood out for me and I started going more and training more in jujitsu. And um, I would go like once or twice a week and then I would go and train with um, Oliver John and then at the time, too, um, some of all these students were like Jeff Cobb, uh, Timothy Thatcher, and J.R. Kratos. So we all were trained um, under the the same um, same guy. So um, I mean, we all like ended up, you know, going our ways as far as like you know getting wrestling bookings, you know, elsewhere and like traveling and stuff. Um, and but a lot of us still continued with our training um, in different places, and then. Um, it wasn't until I want to say it was my third or fourth year of wrestling is when I met Shayna and Josh Barnett. 
And so uh, Shana ended up inviting me to go and train um, with her and Josh Barnett, and I got to do catch wrestling, um, in which I ended up falling in love with catch. Um, and so when I came back home here to Sacramento, um, don't really have a lot of like catch coaches. Um, there's one um, out in Yuba City, and he's he's like now he's like the the missing or the rare unicorn. I used to come to the jujitsu school out in Yuba City all the time, and I don't know what happened to him. But he like I would train with him and learn catch, and so um, really it's, nowadays it's just been jujitsu and catch. Uh, mm. Now going back to that match that you had no actually going back to you know getting involved with catch wrestling by way of Shayna Baszler and Josh Barnett I know you had a match with Baszler before for quintessential pro wrestling if I'm not mistaken no um me and Shayna did not we we, um didn't have a match for QPW um it wasn't until Shimmer that her and I uh wrestled each other Mm-hmm. My apologies, ma'am. Oh, my nice. apologies. It's okay. But when it came to training with Josh and Shayna and all the people at what was then Combat Submission Wrestling, now known as UWF USA, did you feel any of those snake pit vibes that, you know, bloomed from Barnett and Baszler, knowing that they are both trainees of the late, great Billy Robinson? Um... Yes, I mean, I guess you could say, like, they, they, like, I really loved training with them because, you know, it's like they care about what they do, and when you care about something, it carries over into training and stuff, and so, like, I could feel that, and, and, and because, you know, they care, it made me want to care, it made me want to learn more of the style, you know, and to use a lot of it in my style for wrestling. So, yeah, I did, I did get those vibes. Uh, so, I see, I see. So, when, when, Chain, when, when you came to catch wrestling, and you, you said you fell in love with it, what was, just tell us, like, what is it that you enjoyed about it so much as, uh, compared to the, uh, to the other may, other styles of professional wrestling that may, that you were taught when you were coming up, what was it about catch wrestling that just you caught on with you? Um, it's because a lot of the holds um, were very similar, but for me, getting in and out of a hold, I didn't know that part. I did I get like we call it glue, so I didn't exactly know the glue. I didn't know how to get from like A to C, you know, so I didn't know what B was. So um, with Catch and jujitsu, like a lot of that stuff, it's it helped click in my head, you know. And I was and I was like, oh wow, like okay, so everything that we do in pro wrestling, like you know, it, this is where it came from. Um, plus, also when I was in high school and college, like I did basketball and ran track, and I've always been a physical person, and so I wasn't like quite getting that from those sports, and so to do grappling and stuff I like the the physical aspect of that and so um that also helped me really appreciate and love that style ah no, I see I see mm-hmm. uh now right. let's talk about Bloodsport 2 your opponent is Allison Kay who you've had mm-hmm. actually some history with uh I believe mm-hmm. it was this year you you fought her 
uh, in Shimmer, and the title was on your title. Uh, the Shimmer Championship was on the line. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. yes. And you did. And of course, now Allison K is the current NWA World Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so how does it feel? Rem I, I, it's it's not so much as a rematch, but it's like a second a second encounter because neither your champ neither the championships are on the line, but it is nonetheless. This is a very important matchup coming up. How does it feel encountering her again, but in this setting under the different rules of Bloodsport versus Shimmer, where there will be it only can end in TKO, knockouts, and submission, and there are no ropes uh, along the ringside. So what is it? How does it feel that you're just going into a different environment, taking on an opponent you're familiar with? Well, it's it's exciting, but also too, um, it's a little it's a little intimidating, only for the fact that she has fought, she has fights underneath her belt. Um, like she trains more in MMA than I do. Um, I mean, I train in it to get better for pro wrestling, and she trains in it, and she's had fights, so. It's like, I feel like we're no longer in the pro wrestling world. We're more in that fighting realm. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like she has more yeah. of an advantage than I do, you know, because I, you know, I'm used to ropes. I'm used, I'm used to having ropes to my advantage. I'm used to, you know, a, a like a professional wrestling ring, you know. So now we're moving to a ring that has no ropes. And I know that, you know, that's, her specialty is, you know, more the MMA-based stuff. So it's exciting, but it's also a little intimidating at the same time. Uh, even with mm -hmm. the... Even now, let's just say, if you were into MMA, not in the same level of where Allison K was, but if you were actually into MMA as a profession, would you basically adapt no. more to the combat styles of her? Yeah. My heart will always be in professional wrestling, so any <laughs> training that I do is going to be for pro wrestling. I, oh, okay. I could never, like, I mean, it's not that I would, I can't, well, I think I would say I could never, but I, I like, when, when I decided I want to be a pro wrestler, I wanted to get better for that. So transitioning to a different, like world or like a different style like that that doesn't interest me i everything is strictly for pro wrestling so uh with this see. with this match coming up it's also i don't know if your match or i know there's two other wo women that will be also fighting on on the car as well Lindsay snow and sumi sakai uh but i don't know if, if your their match is going up first or your match is going up first but nonetheless this will be the first time that uh there will be a women's match in a in blood sports uh, in the two shows that have run so far and just I'm curious to know how does it feel that that you're kind of you know, you're kind of introducing uh, the uh, the uh, the women's uh, blood sports. Basically, what he's trying to ask Nicole is, what does it feel like basically being a pioneer to this, knowing that you're not only going to be one of two women competing on the blood sport card coming up, but you're going to be one of four women competing on this blood sport card coming up. Um, it's exciting. I, you know, I always want to, you know, do anything I can to get women's wrestling out there and to get a uh, positive and more serious light on women's wrestling. And for us to be viewed just like the men where, you know, when I was a kid watching women's wrestling, 
you know, like women like Jacqueline Ivory, I was like, man, these girls are hitting just like the men are. Like, I want people to look at us like that and treat us mm. equal to our male counterparts. Mm. So it's exciting. Well, even back then, Nicole, and I hate to interrupt, even though it's kind of my thing, but mm-hmm. even back then, folks like Jacqueline and Ivory, who had a hell of a lot of experience, not only wrestling women, but wrestling men, they had to get past all the BS known as the bra and panties, the other complete, I'm sorry to say this, shit shows that are basically, I mean, that were basically not like women's wrestling. It was basically more entertainment than sport, so to speak. Yeah, but their singles matches, when they had their singles matches, were never bra and panties. I mean, they would get down like the guys would when they were not put in any gimmick matches. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, do you feel? And uh, also, too, like if you look at it, like yes, we had a women's revolution a few years ago that sparked, you know, a lot of companies to book women's wrestling. But you cannot downplay the fact that it was women like Jacqueline and Ivory, and you know, fabulous Mula and all of them that did push for us to even get onto a card for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, and even then, like a lot of the women were a lot more vicious than the men were. Like, I mean, you hear heard stories of fabulous Mula, like being a locker room general in the locker room and kicking guys ass in the locker room. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's like, yes, unfortunately, WWE back in the day had gimmick matches, but when they did have women's singles matches, those were actual like no gimmick professional wrestling matches mm-hmm. like the women when they were given a chance to shine they they definitely you know did that and it was those matches not so much the bra and panty matches that got me into wanting to be a professional wrestler because i got to see jacqueline and ivory and jazz who i i think is phenomenal and i got to meet her over the weekend like they're like what getting to watch them wrestle and stuff like, and their style of wrestling, that definitely made me want to get into it. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's very true. That's mm-hmm. very true. One and thing- when it comes down to Jazz, you could even say that she, I mean, I know people give her a lot of shit because she calls herself the baddest bitch, but that's really basically the furthest thing from that. She's a corrections officer in her off time, but she really does know how to put the clamp on a lot of people, especially if people, I mean, if folks try to jump shit and just, you know, act a fool, I know you would probably know something like that as, you know, somebody who would be a locker room general, but still, Jazz is probably one of those folks who would probably kick your ass and tell you what you did wrong rather than, you know, congratulate you for what you did right, right? Yeah, I mean, she definitely, like, her and like ODB and Austin Kong, they had some awesome feedback, you know, and I can definitely like, I'm definitely very thankful for that, that there were women in that, in, you know, the AEW locker room that, you know, even though they had, you know, stuff going on, they still were able to, you know, look out for, you know, um, the other girls and give the feedback and say like, hey, like, that was awesome what you did, but like, you know, there was also this, you know, so very thankful for that, and, you know, you know, I, we have, we still have women like that around, you know, to help out and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, but just going back to Bloodsport, one of the things that's very interesting about your match with Allison K. So what was, uh, mm-hmm. as Christian said, uh, she is the current NWA Women's Champion, and you are the <laughs> Shuman, Shimmer uh, Champion. So we got two, two competing uh, wrestlers of different organizations who are the champions. Do you feel that you're, uh, even though with your championship on the line, do you feel that you're all, all, uh, indirectly defending the Shimmer Championship in a match like this as well? Well, anytime that I go into any company where I'm being announced as the Shimmer Champion or people know, you know, they, they know that even though the title's not being defended, but I'm still there, you know, there is pressure and there still is eyes on the fact that it's, you know, a champion versus champion. So it's like whoever loses, you know, it kind of gives an opportunity for the winner, you know, like, hey, I just be the Shimmer champion. And, we, you know, she also wrestles for Shimmer. So it's like she beat me on another show. So, you know, why not, you know, get a chance, you know, for the Shimmer title on a future Shimmer show, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yes, there, there, is, there is that pressure. <laughs> there is eyes going into it, yes. And with that as well, if you come out the victor in this match, would the NWA championship be something you would try to set your eyes? Uh, would you want to compete for that? Uh, I have expressed interest in it and I mean it's still I actually I have a list of goals um, that I've kept with me since I first started in wrestling and that actually is on my list that has yet to be crossed out so yeah I mean if I if I were to win if I do win then yes I mean I would love to get a future title shot Okay. Mm-hmm. And just a bit of a reminder, I don't want to try and make it all about, you know, creed and culture, but you would, if you were to even think about getting a shot at the NWA World Women's title, you would only be the third woman of African-American descent, the other two being Jazz and Awesome Kong, aforementioned, of course, who actually won the belt. Awesome Kong back in the mid-2000s. Jazz, who just got off a hold in that title for about two years during mm-hmm. the rebirth and reconstruction period of the NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Also, so what's what? So going more in depth of this match in Bloodsport, uh, how do you? So like I said, uh, you you faced Allison K earlier this year and beat her. But with this match coming up, are you doing anything differently training wise? Are you? Is there anything that you that you're just doing to prepare for this match? differently than you would uh, any uh, uh, any other match that you would have? She, so with our first, when we wrestled each other for the first time, um, I mean, I've, I've, I have love watching her matches since I know that she likes to strike and brawl. Um, and I've like gone the route of like suplexes and submissions. So I, with my training, I've gone more submissions. So I've been trying to learn a, a lot more submissions and counters. Mm, okay. Did you? Uh, is it, so have you? Did you get to see? Uh, did you see the first Blood Sports show that uh, Josh Barnett put on? Unfortunately, no, because when Josh, um, when that show was going on, I was actually on a flight heading to Mania Weekend for Shimmer. Ah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically, you had to fly all the way out from NorCal to the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area while. Mm-hmm. Bloodsport was going on. I'm guessing you probably didn't see the Matt Riddle Bloodsport event either, right? No, I did not. Uh, well, one thing that all, that that I think that Josh Barnett does differently than Matt Riddle when he did it, I feel like there's a lot more uh, wrestlers who do have that 
that that shoot background. You know, they have experience in MMA, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, karate. Whereas I think that Matt Riddle, it was more pro wrestlers trying their hands at something at at at, at that type of style. Where it seems like that people in with Jock Burnett have more experience with that. And so that's um, I'm just I'm just curious to know is, is do you have with that said, is there anybody who you like in MMA, or do you have any people who you think are their their influencers within that style to you, uh, Miss Avoy? Um, you mean like people who have influenced me to learn grappling? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Any, yeah, any um, of the best sort. You know, like so. Are you, so you mean like as far as who's booked on Bloodsport, or just like throughout my career? Oh, throughout your career, if they're booked on Bloodsport, by all means, mention them. But yeah, throughout throughout your career. Um. So like, I mean, it, like it wasn't only the women too. Um. I mean, they made like watching them made me want to be a professional wrestler, but influence wise. I did, when I first started training, I used to watch a lot of, like, Dean Malenko matches. I used to watch a lot of Davy Richards matches. Davy Richards mainly mm. um, was someone that I watched a lot. Um, Done My Kid, um, Finn Balor, back when he was Prince Devitt. Um, yeah. And also, too, like, I, I know, like, a lot of people... Um, like, there are some people that are familiar with the Japanese, um, the, the Joshis, um, but Minami Toyota, um, there was mm. also, um, uh, uh, Shikasu <laughs> So, um, and then Kana, that, Asuka, she's Asuka now, but Kana. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, all those styles were, um, the, influenced me to want to learn a lot more grappling and stuff, too. I see, I see. That's, that's really amazing, yeah. Well, uh, and also to Aquino, I forgot to mention Aquino as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm glad you brought up David Richards because he was one of my favorites uh, during when he was in that when he was in Ring of Honor and he was like doing a, like a brief stint in Noah. Then he came back and he started doing like that style, and I absolutely loved it when when he was at the top of Ring of Honor. That just brings back so many memories uh, of that era of wrestling. Uh, it, it was 2010, I want to say, and it was him and Roderick Strong. That was yes. my favorite rivalry ever. Yeah. Um, of Honor. Well, uh, not to get off topic, but I'll just say that my my personal favorite was, was when he and uh, Eddie Edwards had their series of matches uh, when they uh, split from uh, the American Wolves in okay, uh, Ring of Honor. Okay. But I do remember the yeah. Roderick Strong, uh, uh, that, that whole rivalry. That was fan-freaking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. Uh, Christian, do you have any more questions about Bloodsport? Because we're gonna get a little bit off topic and talk about video games. If you have no more uh, Bloodsport or pro wrestling talk, I know you. Well, have... to be honest, I don't have any more questions about Bloodsport other than the fact that I hope that you and the other three women on the car will blow the roof off of that joint in Atlantic City coming up this. I mean, coming up this month, but. When it comes to your career in professional wrestling, and I know I normally ask this among the guests that normally come on to calls like these, Andrew, when the interview is just about to end, but if you weren't in professional wrestling, if you weren't involved in combat sports, what would have, what would have been your fallback plan? What would have been your plan B in case the stuff that you're currently doing wouldn't have worked out in the first place. So I have a bachelor's in computer networking, and I actually um, 
got out of the military because one, my dad was sick, and then two, I wanted to pursue professional wrestling. Um, at the time, you could not do high-risk sports in the military, um, and every time I would try to submit paperwork to go and train for professional wrestling, it was always turned down. So if I was not pursuing professional wrestling, I, chances are I would either still be in the military or still be in school or out of school doing something with computers. I see. And uh, what rank of the military were you trying to get into? You, what do you mean, like my rank? It was senior airman. Oh, my, my apologies. What I meant to ask was what branch of the military oh. you were trying to get into? <laughs> Air Force. <laughs> Oh, my, again, my apologies, ma'am. Sorry, I just don't no, no take these questions up when I ask them. It's all good, no worries. Now, uh, video games. Uh, Nicole, you are a big video gamer, and you even have a Twitch channel um, okay. where people can watch you uh, stream video games, like you said, Minecraft, and uh, um, what else? What, what other video games are you playing right now? Um, as much as I've been on a rant about Elder Scrolls Online, I've been <laughs> playing ESO. Um, but outside of that, it's been mainly Minecraft and Monster Hunter World. <gasps> and I, yeah, and then I picked up uh, Yu-Gi-Oh for my Switch, and then I play Warframe on my PS4. Oh my! Oh, you should not have said Monster Hunter World. Now <laughs> you're now you're gonna get me into. Okay, I got it. So, did you beat the game? Did you beat the main storyline? No, I have not beat the main storyline yet. Um, so I, funny story, I um, bought the game when I was in Japan, and I bought it for my PS4. And so I got to the part where you fight like the little giant bat thing. Yes, yes. And then so that's where I left off. And then um, I stopped playing that because I was having huge ESO withdrawals. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up playing ESO and bought ESO for the PS4. So then I get home, and I'm like, well, here's my Xbox. I'm going back to Elder Scrolls. So I didn't pick up Monster Hunter World for the Xbox until about a month ago. And so I'm back at the desert and just farming gear and stuff right now because I didn't know. I was just throwing gear on my character when I was on the PS4, and now like Ooh. I'm actually starting to look at like the specs and the perks of the gear mm -hmm. now. So I'm farming right now to get better gear so that I can go and kill that T-Rex dude and have an easier time killing him than I did the last time. What weapon did I see? Christian, Christian, you probably have no idea what we're talking about, so bear with us for a second. This is a very important I talk. I understand, I understand. <laughs> Y'all talking about role-playing yes right exactly <laughs> yeah. what, what was your uh, weapon output uh, i chose the great sword just because i of like how... the switch axe oh okay i was actually i was i came down to that and the great sword but i just like that the great sword is i have nerfed it i i, I not nerfed but i have i have just made it such a powerful almost one hit kill for most medium-sized monsters at this point that it is i it, i it it hits slow but it is so damn powerful right now. The way that I've upgraded it is, oh my god! It just, it just. Well, like, the switch axe is pretty cool too. I mean, it's like I guess it turns into a great sword when you when you activate it. So okay. it's like an axe, and then you press the button, and it turns into a great sword. And then um, 
it has like when it's fully charged up i like i don't know the whole like thing with it it looks like it sounds like bullets but like like I said, the, the switch acts the weapon i went with and it's a little clunky itself but it definitely hits pretty hard Will you be playing the uh, DLC that'll be coming out? I think I think the DLC comes out on Tuesday, Iceborne. Um, when I get home from my shows this weekend, um, I definitely will be going to GameStop and picking up the uh, the DLC for the Xbox. So I actually have been trying to catch up to where I was the last time mm. on my PS4, so that I can play a little bit of the new DLC. But we'll see because Elder Scrolls has been taking a lot of my time. I'm on like um old man raid teams so mm. it's like by the time i actually can sit down and get into monster hunter it's time to do a raid and then i have to get off of monster hunter to get onto elder scrolls just to do these these raids with my my core team mm. now i've played a little bit of elder scrolls online mostly when they've had free weekends and that whole thing i haven't gone that far in it but what what makes what is it about the eso that that you just find so compelling to to place uh play as much as you do so it's it has a little bit more freedom than any other MMO in a sense that you don't have to play the main storyline in order to get into the game because there's just so much stuff to do. Like you, if you think like with Skyrim, we have problems like multitasking. It's a thousand times worse than Elder Scrolls, where it's like you can be on the main storyline and then there's like other things you can do. Mm-hmm. And then what's really cool is. I mean, I played through all of it, so I know the lore and stuff, but there's other people like my friends who they power level their characters to level 50 so they can get into in-game content, which would be those 12-man raids or, like, the veteran dungeons and stuff and, like, other things um, that um, PvE, like, with in-game everything that you could do. So, like, there's freedom with that versus, like, Final Fantasy, what is it, Realm Reborn, where, like, you have to play a little bit of the story in order to get into the game. Exactly, yeah. And then... I think Black Desert Online is the same way where you kind of have to play a little bit of the story to get into the game. Uh, ESO, you don't really have to do the main quest line. You can just go and do whatever you want and level up and then get into trials and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so have you been an Elder Scrolls fan since, you know, Morrowinds and before? Or did you, did you get into it when Skyrim uh, came out? Um, I got into it right around when Oblivion came out. Oh, I went, so it's weird. I went backwards. So like when I I played Oblivion and then Skyrim came out and then I played Skyrim and then I was like, oh, there's more Elder Scrolls games. So, um, at the time, um, my ex had a PC and so I went back and I played, uh, Morrowind and then I played like the Elder Scrolls Arena one and then there was like a Red Guard one that I played and I was like these graphics are so bad but I love the Elder Scrolls games and then I went back to playing Skyrim and then I found out that Elder Scrolls Online was coming out mm-hmm. and then I jumped over to the ESO side and really enjoyed it even though it plays more like World of Warcraft than mm-hmm. it does an actual Elder Scrolls game. Mm-hmm. So, so and are there any video games that you're looking forward to that are coming out uh, this year or in the future um huge fan of the halo games so all i know is i just saw a trailer for halo and i'm just waiting for that to drop and then i have biomutant pre-ordered and i think that's pretty much it as far as games for me being excited about coming out i I think that's a a remastered version of halo of, of of halo 1 and 2 i believe no, it's in the, they, this one's a different story. It is new, and they find Master Chief in space. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, I, I could have swore I heard the story. I thought there was a remaster coming out for the uh, for the Xbox One. That's what I thought I heard um, that there was. A, well, there's the Master Chief collection. That's it. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, that was already out. Um, oh. I played, I replayed those ones, and then um, there's a new one coming out. Okay, okay, that's what I was thinking of the Master Chief Collection. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. So you, so how long would you say you've been a gamer? Uh, since I was a little girl, my dad got me into video games because he had like this Turbo Graphics 16 console, <laughs> and I would sit and watch him play. And then when Halo first came out, me and my brothers like begged my dad to go <laughs> and buy an Xbox so we could play Halo. And then once we played Halo, it was like everything just went downhill as far as the video game addiction when yeah. just uh, been fans of video games ever since. Well, I, well, I did not have an Xbox when I was in high school, but I remember when Halo 2 came out. And I remember that the classes were significantly smaller. They were missing a lot of students that day that Halo <laughs> 2 came out. And it's not a coincidence. Yes, a lot of people, mm. a lot of the other students... Called and uh, came uh, claimed to be sick to stay home and play wow. Halo Two. That game when Halo Two came out, that was a huge game. I remember, I remember that com that commercial that they had with all the little toys and all that stuff. Uh, oh my god, yeah, that was a huge game. Um, but I just curious to know. Uh, last question about Shit. Video come to think of it, come to think of it, Andrew, and I'm sorry for interrupting again, kind of my thing, but I remember when my brothers and a family friend of mine. They used to play a shit ton of Halo and Halo 2 on the Xbox that I used to have, and they would basically play that game all fucking night. No, yeah. <laughs> but still, it's just, it's just basically shown, you know, how exciting and how, it, how addicting that Halo game was because, I mean, to be honest, people still play it to this day, even though it's in different iterations and, of course, different versions of the Xbox console, but it just shows how crazy video games have come and gone, especially in the world of Halo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, the last question I have about video games, Nicole, what is your favorite video game of all time? What is the one video game that you can play, whether it's a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday? What's, what's the one game that is your absolute favorite? Age of Empires 3. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what about three? What makes three? Uh, why why do you choose that over one and two? And I and the other because, because like it's just one of those games where you could either play with someone like or you could play by yourself and you could build your empire. And my favorite race to pick to play where it was the Persians because they had war elephants. So I could <laughs> sit there for hours and just build my city and my castles and all like my military units. And then when I felt like it, I could go and attack neighboring kingdoms so like could be on that game all day and just waste a day playing that game my so god that was my all-time favorite sounds sounds like me when i yeah. used to play the civ series uh if you've ever played that those <laughs> those could be sounds like my it sounds like my brothers and i playing the old grand theft auto san andreas game for the PS2. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Christian, don't get me started on that game. I, I, I will talk, I will I will chew your head, I will talk to Jeff about that, about that game. Uh, but with that uh, said, uh, Nicole, before we go, I want to give you an opportunity in case if Allison K ever listens to this audio, I want you to say whatever you want to to her or about her, about your upcoming fight at Busport 2, positive, negative, say whatever you want, the floor is yours. Well, I mean, everything that I'm probably about to say, I've already said it to her at the summit where I was excited to have a rematch with her and I look forward to wrestling her. And 
just excited to see like our styles go against each other for Bloodsport. Great, great. And also, I want to give you... And for the fans who are expecting different, for the fans who are expecting you to just burst out of your comfort zone and go, you know, batshit crazy, what do you got to say to those fans, especially those who are going to be seeing you for the first time? Um, I mean, for the ones that already know me and, like, know my style, I know they're expecting suplexes, but this is kind of a, a different realm of wrestling, so they'll, they'll, as far as my comfort zone goes, suplexes are my comfort zone, but I'm getting out of it to do a little bit more grappling submissions, so. Great. Understood. And with, Understood. With that said, Nicole, I want to give you an opportunity to plug all of your social media, plug your Twitch, uh, plug all, any other uh, shows you might have coming up, your pro wrestling tees, anything else uh, that that I haven't mentioned. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, so as far as my social media goes, it's the same tag for all of it. It's Nikki, N-I-K-I, the letter M is mother, S-A-V is in Victor O, so Nikki M. Salvo. Um, it's the same with my... Uh, pro wrestling tea store. Uh, as far as my Twitch and my Mixer goes, it's Ranger Savo for Twitch, and then Veil Four Ranger for Mixer. And how you spell Veil Four is V A L E F O R, and then Ranger um, for that side. And then I think that's it as far as my social media and all my other outlets and stuff goes. Yeah, that is. That's just, it. just I'm sorry. Could you explain what 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 is Mixer? I've never heard of that before. So Mixer is the other um, streaming platform for video games. It's owned by Microsoft. Um, it's starting to get a little bit of a oh. headwind because uh, Ninja, yes. a oh, yes. big streamer on Twitch, left Twitch and is now on Mixer. Okay, so, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I was when you started saying Microsoft, I was like, oh, okay, I know, I know it now. I never knew the name yep. of it till uh. Yep. So now, okay, gotcha, okay. And do you have any um, do you have any uh, uh bookings uh, available? I mean, any bookings that you have I this month? I do, I do. Um, so I will be uh wrestling for Empower uh, Pro and WSU this weekend. Um, and let's. And that's all the way out in the East Coast, right? Yes. And then um, then I have Bloodsport next weekend, which is on the fourteenth. And then I have Shimmer. So everyone who's in the Chicago neighboring area, I have Shimmer the weekend of November 1st through the 3rd, and that is my birthday weekend as well. Oh, congratulations. Happy early birthday. <laughs> well, I hope you get a chance to spend your birthday wisely in the Chicagoland area. <laughs> uh, so I love deep dish pizza. I've yet to have that. It's delicious. I absolutely love deep dish pizza. <laughs> just uh, just curious to know, for uh, for, for Empower, um, where is, do you know where in the East Coast that will be? Uh, I know. Give me one second to get that information up for you. Because so, when it comes to WSU, they're normally doing those events out at the Flyer Skate Zone in the Philly half of New Jersey. Yeah, so it's going to be for Empower, and they're going to be in um, New Jersey City. Oh, okay. And that is going to be September 5th. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay. And then you got WSU in Voorhees Township, New Jersey, on the 6th, Yes, yeah, right? so that's going to be the neighboring one, and I will be taking on Ruthless Lala, which this is actually a rematch to. I've, been, I've wrestled her before in Texas, and it's mm. going to be September 7th, and doors open at 2 p.m. Her show starts at 2 p.m., I'm sorry. It's going to be in Voorhees. Great, great. And I heard of Ruthless Lala before. I've actually 
known her for like the last two or three years and you know i hope that you two blow the damn roof off that skate zone in jersey mm-hmm. i wrestled her at vip wrestling so i i like that was about when i wrestled her i think it was like six years ago i wrestled her ah so now you're you've you probably you, you've since then you've grown as a wrestler so now that match will even be more I bet a lot more interesting and a, a much more fun to watch since mm-hmm. since six years ago, probably. Yeah, this is going to be our second singles match against each other, so I'm very excited because I know that she's grown as a wrestler and I see her making moves and stuff too, and I'm really happy for her, and I look forward to seeing how much she's grown. Great, great. And for everybody, uh, you can see Nicole Savoy take on Allison Kay at Blood Sp- Josh Barnett. GCW's Josh Barnett, Bud Sport 2. Uh, September 14th, uh, it'll be at Atlantic City at Ocean's Resort Casino. I know there's a very few tickets available left. I think there's only general admission left uh, as of this recording. But if there is none by the time this recording makes air, uh, you can watch on Fight.TV. And uh, Nicole, thank you again for doing this interview. We wish you the best in your matchup. It's going to be an exciting match. Uh, seeing you and, and Allison Kay go at it once again. And yeah, you know, uh, we'll definitely... Uh, Definitely would love to, uh, you know, if you have any more Bloodsport or Shoot Style things come up, we would love to talk again in the future. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, you know, bringing me on here and letting me talk about all the cool stuff like the wrestling and video games and stuff. Really appreciate that. Yes, yes. I'll have to make sure that I don't spend 15, 20 minutes talking about Monster Hunter World uh, <laughs> next time. It'll just have to be about pro wrestling. Fair enough. Okay. Thank you very much, Nicole. You have a great day now. You too. Bye. Bye.